Hello, and welcome to Crack Encrypteds and Curios. I, I think I am Matt, and I believe I am joined by Angel. I, I don't really know anymore. I think we recorded the Black Eyed Children episode sometime in July, uh, but we only recently released it, and now I don't even know when we are. Angel, it has been a while since I have spoken to you. And you keep referencing what you call your great hibernation. And and I don't know what that means, but I suppose that helps explain why you talked frankly and ate hot dogs all goddamn summer. and Which caused you to gain what you call, and I quote, 34 hot dog pounds. Which you also refer to as your pound puppies. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. But it feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Quite so. <laughs> Who was that? Regardless, in in a roundabout way, Angel, our laps in recordings played into a hobby of yours that that you find extremely important. Something that you call <laughs> my my eyes are water. <laughs> something that you call streaking by this i mean you have made your own video game like achievement or trophy categories that you tried to accomplish in real life we accomplished our longest interval between recordings most recently how does that feel well it's one of the many achievements i've uh achieved so to speak <laughs> per se uh, what what are some of your most cherished streaks? Well, there was the um, standing in the rain for more than ten minutes. That one was a uh, pretty that's, that's pretty cherished. It's a cherished moment of your life. <laughs> yes. You stood, you stood in the goddamn rain for 10 minutes. You said, achievement unlocked and went back inside. <laughs> it's actually 10 minutes and one second. Well, I'm pretty, pretty proud of that one. I'm, I'm afraid to ask this. What's, what are some of your most embarrassing streaks? Well, there was the one of a stand on top of an anthill for more than two minutes. I couldn't do that one, no. Because the ants presumably crawled on onto you and and bit me. Yes, I I ran and screamed like a like a young boy. It's been so long. I so, something seems off. I can't put my finger on it. I'm not I'm not quite there yet. Often when when you get an achievement or a trophy in a game. There's a sound that plays and it triggers that dopamine level to, to tick up and flood you with those good feelings. Do you have a sound that plays in your head when you get a new streak? No. What I do is I make the sound with my voice. <laughs> What's that sound? <laughs> Does anyone else around you know what it means? Why would they? Okay. That's, okay. that's absurd. Is it? Has there ever been a moment where you scared someone with your achievement sound? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure many people have been scared or frightened. Do but you, has there been a streak for the most people frightened with an achievement sound? Yes. Twenty. 
must have been either a very loud noise or if everyone was really close to you. Um, I think it was a bit of both. Okay. <laughs> what is your last question? What is your white whale streak, your holy grail? To find a cloud that looks like like a, you. Like well, yes, <laughs> like me. How did you know? You want to see yourself in the sky? Yep. Yep. Haven't done it yet. Can't. <laughs> One I've day. Seen, I've seen a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Especially George Clooney. He's up there a lot. <laughs> that's, that's great. And it's, it's not just George Clooney. It's ER George Clooney. <laughs> I thought you said Eeyore. <laughs> no, no. Not, not Eeyore. <laughs> Specifically, his character in the ER. That's, that's quite the reach. So, g- good luck with all of your future streaks, my friend. And good luck to us with this episode, Angel, because we will need all the luck in the world to be able to find this week's cryptid, the Nandy Bear. Now, before we get, as you told me before we started recording in that voice of yours, down with the Nandy Bear. I wanted to I wanted to ask you to try your best to exponentially expand our luck. We're going to need it. We have months of recording rust. We've been out of the game for quite some time. Your voice has altered. You've had surgery, I think. And I'm not positive if right now you're just cosplaying as Robin Williams' character in Jumanji when he first got released from the board game, or if you have intentionally become some sort of Appalachian Mountain Man. It's been a long, it's been so long since I have seen you. That hibernation was no joke, man. I ask you, what are your top four ways we can increase our luck to be able to put a definitive answer on today's entity and say, yes, this is all true. This thing is really out there. The Nandy Bear is out there, Angel. Well, you're lucky I put four of those things in a poke, and I'm going to pull them out of the poke. The hell's a poke? That's a bag for you city folk. <laughs> oh, Because you're the Appalachian man, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, number one. Well, poke. we'll start number four, really. Yep. The... the, the our top four, but the least of the four that will give us the most luck. The most luck would be wear lucky shoes. Lucky shoes. Uh, why? <laughs> they're just shoes that have been deemed lucky? No, 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 no. They're specifically lucky shoes. You have to find the lucky shoes first. <laughs> okay. I guess I believe you. Do you have to take them from somebody? If they're wearing them, I mean, yeah, you you need to look. But but the, they wouldn't have been lucky if they get robbed and exactly. lucky shoes get taken. So they're probably not gonna be wearing them. In fact, you might if you just happen upon them. I guess their effect is already mm. working on you, like so, the shoes that uh, get tied up and thrown over the uh, yeah. electrical lines. Yep, you just gotta be lucky to climb up there and not get electrocuted. Well, then yeah. they're all yours. Yeah, it's free shoes actually out there. Makes sense. The next one is capture a leprechaun. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) that's it. 
Let's <laughs> um, capture it. Like, how do you how do you take its luck from this unlucky one that got captured? You, I think you're supposed to. They they grant you a wish or something. That's what I heard. Do do they? Yeah, they're like genies. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we could uh, learn more if we just made an episode about them. But you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> do they grant wishes? Like. <laughs> I think there's some kind of lore that about them being able to grant wishes. Now I want to see Warwick Davis's Leprechaun more and see if I just forget any wish-granting scenes. I, I, I'm pretty sure in the second movie, a drunk guy finds him and says, Hey, you're Leprechaun. Give me wishes. And then, and then he was like, Sure, wish for something. Oh, no, it was the third movie when they're in Vegas. And the guy's like, Oh, wish oh, for Vegas. Me. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Oh my god! And he's like, I want to. I wish to be like a millionaire or something, or lots of gold or something. And then he makes a pot of gold grow out of the guy's stomach, and he's like, Oh god! And then he dies. Oh, that <laughs> rapscallion! <laughs> I'm sure he cackled as the guy died. Yes. I do remember that one now. Yes, <laughs> I, have, I have seen that one. Uh, I think we're on number two <laughs> of this list. Oh yes! Oh yes! Um, <laughs> Uh, number two is to travel back to the late 19th and early 20th century. That's when most reports of this creature were being sighted. So we would get oh, even a higher chance of sighting it ourselves. Makes and, sense. Yeah. Just travel back in time. <laughs> Just and, logic there. I mean. <laughs> and the number one thing is that when whilst back in time we write a book that claims it's real and then write a whole treatise <laughs> on yep. the creature and then it's true it happened it's in a book <laughs> yep <laughs> we we got published can't stop us well we are going to have so much luck we won't even know what to do with it all because of those four things you just chose angel <laughs> excess luck is what we will have now people will see us on the streets and say wow them boys are lucky so let's focus our luck onto the Nandy Bear Angel. Are you ready? Waiting on you, Betty Lou. What's that from? I don't know, but it was supposed to be like a rhyming thing. It doesn't oh, work if you don't I thought say. It, was a... it doesn't work if you don't say, "Are you ready, Freddy?" But I did it anyway. <laughs> you did it anyway. That's your motto in life. Now I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> Words you're going to have on your tombstone. I did it anyway. <laughs> For the benefit of everyone who is listening, can you describe what the Nandy Bear looks like? I can try. Because there's conflicting reports. Yeah, it's hairy, I guess. It's big. It's possibly humanoid, possibly dog-like, possibly sloped back, possibly a bird. <laughs> Uh, a, a furry bird? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> I think it kills people. Or eats them. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> scary. Goddamn handy bear. <laughs> so, when you hear descriptions of this animal as being shaggy-haired or sloped back or even expressly as hyena-like, is it out of the realm of possibility that this is just a really big hyena or as you call them, giggle dogs. Every report I've read explicitly mentions how it is not a giggle dog, 
even though it says it looks like a giggle dog. <laughs> it looks it keep, like one, but it's, it's not it one. It keeps describing it as it has the spots, but it's not a giggle dog. It has the 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 laughed laughter sound, but it's not one. And I'm like, okay, I, I believe you. It's not a hyena. Jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in in comparison, large female spotted hyenas have been recorded at just under 200 pounds or 90 or so kilograms. Oftentimes with creatures that we have researched, Angel, an easy explanation is just a misidentification of an animal that is already known and maybe it is just an unfamiliar territory or it has been injured in some way and it is acting outside its normal behavior. But before we really dive into this, I want to try and do something different it's been so long we'll try something anew i want you angel to tell me what you think exactly this nandy bear may be and maybe by the end of the episode we shall see if your opinion changes at all what do you think it is i think it's an iguana without its tail <laughs> it's the the frogman <laughs> no i i think it's or is I think that the it's, lizard man i can't remember <laughs> it was yeah, I think it was the. Li- I, think I don't it was remember either. <laughs> yeah, it ran across the road and like sure a police officer shot at it. So it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> but seriously, I I think it's it's good old giggle dogs. Hi, GD, you're going, you're going GD. Okay. <laughs> Bold statement going out there on a limb to say it's a hyena. We shall see if this comes back to haunt you. Like Abraham Lincoln's death train. Hear it every night in my dreams. Yep. <laughs> for the Nandy Bear, we must, of course, travel back in time, as you referenced earlier, to for our increased luck to the late 1800s and early 1900s Africa, a land ripe for some good old-fashioned colonialism. Colonialism has become a common feature in every African entity we have looked at, but... I can in good conscience say that in my research, I did not see any theories or mentions of the word dinosaur, so we have that going for us at least. Does this entity at least weigh less on your soul that we are free of dinosaurs roaming the African wilds part of the cryptid story? I would wish it did, except as I'm reading and uh, researching I should have asked Leprechaun for that wish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm re- as I researched this thing, um, there are still mentions of the of these creatures, any weird creature that's sighted in Africa. Everyone just kind of presumed that maybe it's possibly real just because it's in Africa. And, and they would use the, the excuse of, well, you know, that Africa's full of all this wild and untamed stuff. And mm-hmm. who knows what's living in there? Yep. No, but no civilized people are there, so it could be anything. Yep. What a a bummer. What a bummer way to frame that angel. (laughs) Brought the episode down. (laughs) Just ruined everyone's mood. So one thing your soul is not free of is Cotton Eye Joe's razor, the axiom that states for the Nandy Bear to have come from somewhere. The Nandy Bear must therefore go somewhere. So where did the Nandy Bear come from? one hell of a question so in my research i was reading one of your favorite magazines angel boy's life i was just lost to the world 
flipping through the pages, laughing at whatever comical situation the magazine's mascot, Pedro the Donkey, got himself into. I know you love Pedro, especially when he answers questions mailed in by the boys. But I see, as I'm flipping through the pages, just laughing, giggling to myself, I see this detailed drawing that catches my eyes. Page 19. The issues I have go way back. Specifically, <laughs> I was reading page 19 of the December 1961 edition of Boy's Life, which features a half-page drawing of pretty much the bad guy from Jumanji armed with an elephant gun, shoulder to shoulder with two traditionally dressed natives as they look upon this monstrous giant sloth-like beast. The article is titled, Nandy Bear. Uh, they get straight to the point in Boy's Life. No time for fanciful headlines in Boy's Life. The article greets the reader with this ominous passage from author Gardner Soleil. There are no bears in tropical Africa, yet men keep seeing this huge, mysterious beast in the jungle. So right off the bat here, right off the bat, Angel, your favorite idiom, right off the bat, we are given the impression that this Nandy bear is more than just a bear, more than meets the eye, because bears just aren't in tropical Africa. To quote your favorite Shakespearean passage, or as you've referred to him, Willie Shakes, Angel, coming from King Henry IV, Part One, the game's afoot. Now, this is, of course, not to be confused with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's blatant stealing of the line for Sherlock Holmes' character, the game is afoot. We need our detective hats to figure this all out. But what do you think makes for a good, mysterious beast in the jungle? What are those attributes? The fact that uh, an attribute would be like you see something partially, right? Mm -hmm. You just never mm -hmm. quite, you can never get a good. You just see like the snout or something and it disappears. Yeah. It disappears into the thickets of, into the, of leaves. Into the shadows. <laughs> well, the shadows. <laughs> Something am amorphous it just changes shape. An amorphous blob into the shadows. <laughs> a swirling mist. <laughs> swirling mist. Oh no. Anything else, or just the, the reduces itself into shadow? Maybe like a like a little <laughs> sound. <laughs> Is that like a a horn? <laughs> A, a bird with fur. <laughs> That's what I heard. A bird with fur. Yep. <laughs> Are there certain elements that invoke mystery, in your opinion, and why are we as humans drawn to mystery? I think the idea of something that looked or appears human, but doesn't mm -hmm. look quite human, like maybe it's got too much hair, or maybe it's just a little too big. And I think that uh, makes people curious. Like, hey, I want to see this thing that kind of looked like me. I want to see if it's friendly or if it's, you know, dangerous. Because maybe they can take over. That's what we humans did. And maybe this is the next proto-human. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> proto the next step in evolution. <laughs> yeah. Humans become amorphous blobs. <laughs> S slither into the shadow. We become um, hobbits. Ooh. <laughs> Harfoots. Um, so, uh, you said um, maybe they look off or not maybe too human. So, what's your opinion on things like the Uncanny Valley of, like, 
you look at something that's designed to look human, you know it's not, and then is there, in your opinion, like a reason that it triggers us to not trust it? <laughs> like to to be skeptical or afraid of something that looks human but isn't? I think so. I think I think it's that same idea behind the, the mysteries thing. Like you're trying to see what this human looking thing is. And then you see this thing that looks human, but you can tell it's not quite. So you are suspicious of it. Like what's it trying to do? You know, what kind mm-hmm. of tricks are you pulling <laughs> and then you say the game's afoot <laughs> and, you, exactly. and you begin you begin deciphering the mystery <laughs> so the boys life article starts off with an explorer by the name of joffrey williams who is apparently credited as the first european to spot the nandy bear in east africa in 1905 not too long before you were born angel 1905 <laughs> williams detailed his encounter <laughs> Williams detailed his encounter as when we saw the beast sitting upon its haunches not more than 30 yards away, its attitude was just that of a bear at the zoo asking for buns. And I should say it must have been nearly five feet high. The grass had all been burnt off some week earlier, so the animal was clearly visible. I snatched my rifle and took a snapshot at it as it was disappearing among the rocks. And though I missed it, it stopped and turned its head round the round to look at us. The head was long and pointed and exactly like that of a bear, as indeed was the whole animal. This encounter ticks all the boxes, Angel. A man sees an unidentified creature, likens it to a bear, asking for buns at the zoo, as one does... And I, of course, just expect he is referencing the English rock bun. (laughs) Piffy on a rock bun. But it just happens to be seen within this perfect environment. A a recently burned down patch of grass. The foliage has burned away. The entity is 30 yards away, Angel. This alleged Nandy bear is 30 yards away. As we saw in, I think it was the Frogman episode or the Lizardman. (laughs) one where the iguana lost his tail chad lewis the nfl player not the author can run 40 yards in 4.88 seconds 30 yards is not some binoculars required to see anything in detail distance it's relatively close he then of course gets out a gun and attempts to shoot it at this point i suppose uh we should all be surprised and disappointed if that did not occur With how many times we have seen people instantly resort to shooting unidentified things. (laughs) Like, I think there was one in the Lizardman episode where uh, the Air Force pilot, like, shot at somebody (laughs) on the the road. Uh, What do you make of Williams' encounter? Can can you just accept he, he saw a bear or was he just wrong and this is something more than a normal bear? Or why would there be a bear in Eastern Africa? I'm a little confused about the story. Did did this Mr. Williams uh, say he saw a, a Nandy bear? Or was he saying he saw a bear and then everyone was like, oh, no, that's a Nandy bear. He believed it to be the Nandy. Okay, so this is exactly the issue I ran into, these kinds of things when researching it, where everyone describes the animal as like another animal, but it wasn't that animal. 
Like mm-hmm. it looks exactly like a bear, but it wasn't a bear, yeah. guys. <laughs> the, the guy described it like a bear at the zoo. <laughs> like clearly, this has this man has reference of a bear to uh, to make this creature bear like. It even had a bear face, but it wasn't a bear, according to him. I also love the he shot at it and it like turned around its head to look at him like like what the hell are you doing? You what shot you at doing? me. <laughs> then he walked off. Uh, I just, it's, I, I kind of want to do that. I want to say I saw this thing that looked like a dog. It ran like a dog. It even hunted like a dog, but it wasn't a dog. And see what people make of it. <laughs> it was my neighbor on a lawnmower. <laughs> he, he howls at the moon. <laughs> just, it's the weirdest shit. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he's a dog. <laughs> Maybe he's a werewolf. <laughs> The Boy's Life article also mentions a man by the name of N.E.F. Corbett. What a name. Supposedly a district commissioner, a title of implied great importance, had a close brush with the Nandy Bear. The article reads that as Corbett was fishing, to my surprise, I walked right into the beast. It was evidently drinking and was just below me only a yard or so away. I heard something going away, and it shambled across the stream into the bush. I am certain that it was a beast I have never seen before. (laughs) For all things holy in this world, Angel, please, please explain to me how a man is one yard away from an alleged five-foot-tall creature and presumably didn't even notice it. Well, From the Nandy the, Bear Angel, he was he, a yard away and didn't he, see the Nandy Bear. He claims to have never seen this creature before in his life. So this is, but akin, he also didn't see anything. This is a, akin <laughs> to to the natives when the ships came. <laughs> it could have been a goddamn boat. He doesn't know. <laughs> he had no reference in his brain for what this was. <laughs> it could have been a big ass leaf in the water. <laughs> could have been a man eating tree. <laughs> This man, he found the man-eating tree, and now nobody, nobody, you know, it's reported as an Andy bear. Like, this is unheard of. When in doubt, Nandy bear. <laughs> it's like, uh, sort of like UFO, or uh, what's the updated term? U- UAP. UAP. Um, is that... Nandy Bear is the, the ground version of a UFO. <laughs> if, if you don't know what it is, it's an Andy Bear. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he was a yard away. <laughs> he he could have fallen forward and, and maybe touched it at that point, and he didn't see it, and it, it just left the area. It didn't kill him. But then he did see it, so something happened for him to just suddenly become aware of the thing. Yeah, it just says it shambled across the stream into the bush. <laughs> So it's shambling. It's like a shambling mound, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> a mound of fur. It's like cousin it. Cousin it. <laughs> yes. He was just there sipping some water at the stream. Was, was cousin it a, a, a nanny bear? A nanny bear? bear? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Get whoever created the Adams family on the line right now. Get him stat. <laughs> I'm sure he's still alive. <laughs> was the Nandy Bear, or was Cousin Ed a Nandy Bear? Answer the question. So keep in mind that encounter, because as we look more 
into the alleged temperament of the Nandy Bear, Corbett's one-yard encounter becomes exceedingly suspicious. Now, I'm referencing this Boy's Life article for the sole purpose of I thought it would be funny to <laughs> reference a Boy Scout magazine <laughs> for the research in this. But it contains all the same information as a lot of the other uh more quote-unquote traditional media such as published books on the subject, but there is one thing that caught my eye in the article that I didn't see mentioned anywhere else, which is the gift of boy's life. (laughs) There is a man in the article named Captain William Hickens of the Intelligence and Administrative Services of East Africa who reports in 1927, so a little bit closer to your birthday, Angel, of having heard the Nandy Bear. He describes that over the years, he has heard dozens of lions roaring not 20 yards away. They love measuring things in yards <laughs> in this in the article. Maddened cow elephants trumpeting, leopards roaring, an animal that I personally have never heard of called a tree hyrax, which growls then shrieks most of the night, and it looks like a tiny uh, monkey thing, but... I, it escapes me now what is more uh, closely related to, um, but just this little furry mammal thing. Hyena laughter, the giggle dogs, and then what he describes as the call of the Nandy bear. So it might be similar to what the sound you said, Angel. The most awful howl I have ever heard split the night, he said. The sheer demonic horror of it froze me still. Never have I heard, nor do I wish to hear again such a howl. We will get back to that, but that because that's not the most <laughs> wild part, Angel. The thing he mentioned is that he once encountered a sound like a steamship whistle that no one has yet identified. What the hell is that, Angel? Uh, steam whistle is a device used to produce sound with the aid of live steam, which acts as a vibrating <laughs> system. But it it wasn't. It, it was like a steamship whistle. <laughs> what could it have been? The thing that I think of. Was it a, a stranded steamship? No. Uh, <laughs> washed, washed asunder? Uh, if we... I think I briefly mentioned it back 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 in season three that the snallygaster is known to make a sound like a train whistle i'm wondering if that's a similar thing was was snallygaster in east africa <laughs> was he just no given a little jaunt before he went to west virginia to fall into a vat of moonshine <laughs> possibly i mean you know all these creatures came from from the old world now that you mentioned that everything's flooding back about the snallygaster remember the well <laughs> Like, or, like, I think there was a well involved. Yeah, and he, like, spoke to a guy on top of the well, and... (laughs) Wow. What a... What a wild story that was. (laughs) And I think uh, Sandy Gaster killed a politician or something like that? I just remember (laughs) they, like, arrested an owl, or, like, captured it, and then people came into this guy's house to look at an owl in a cage. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, that too. What the hell is this? It's not Snallygaster. <laughs> oh man, exploiting people for cryptids. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's nothing more truer than that. In reference to the steamship whistle, though, I I I think we've talked about this before. Uh, I, I at least I know we, you and I, have talked about it, but I'm not sure if we've talked about it on this show. Uh, but do you recall those videos that have popped up in the last few years where? 
nuke stop five <laughs> uh, where it sounds like the seventh seal has broken and horns start blaring like it's the goddamn rapture in the sky some sort of weird unseen and unidentified metallic like noise in the sky so for whatever reason that's what i thought of when he mentioned the steam whistle then to my knowledge there's no explanation of maybe some sort of just unknown um atmospheric conditions that are causing this metallic sound in the sky but like what do you is there anything that you think that could be that uh, what hitchens heard that was like a whistle when he's out there in the wilds of africa i I guess the argument would imply that the the natives would not have steam whistles right um just uh when you mentioned the videos i thought of siren head (laughs) (gasps) whoa (laughs) shit (laughs) It's always been that all along. As he starts playing <laughs> classical music and starts hunting him down. What is he saying? Like numbers or something? Yeah, because counting down the time he's going to catch you or something. The the exact time he kills yeah. you. <laughs> oh, man. We haven't done this in so long. Everything is flooding back into my memory. <laughs> what he heard? I mean, I don't know what makes us a whistle sound. I, I'm sure there's a creature out there. But I guess when he says steam whistle, I think it implies a very loud, like the freaking think of the Flintstones when uh, Fred gets off work and they make the dinosaur (laughs) whistle. Yeah, it's extremely loud. But how loud was it? Like, was it in his face or was like he can hear it in the distance? See, that's the things we don't know. Angel was it just in his head? (laughs) <laughs> he's hearing all these uh, the the lions roar and then the tree hyrax. He's actually, he's actually never been to Africa at all. <laughs> he's just hearing steam whistles. He forgot that he was on a cruise or something. Yep. <laughs> he was so in his daydream that he's like, "What? What's that?" He's going down the Mississippi River with Mark Twain. Gambling at the poker table. Yeah, he's trying to avoid the rain, Mark Twain. <laughs> he starts telling a story. <laughs> he doesn't want a story from Mark Twain? No, no, I'm saying he, he, he Mark Twain starts telling a story and he just gets sucked in. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're just going to start <laughs> listening to the guy. He's an orator <laughs> of, of importance. How about, though, the... <laughs> the non-steam whistle issue here. This demonic Nandy Bear howl. Are are you thinking just a misidentified animal, similar to how we've spoken many times before, how deer in the middle of the night can often be attributed to some of the most God-forsaken and frightening sounds known to man? Most definitely. Uh... And so when you get in that situation of nighttime in a wooded area, or in this instance, a jungle, like... It's gotta be scary. <laughs> your yeah. your mind runs. Yeah, it's it's especially because you know everyone. I don't think a lot of people realize that a lot of the animal sounds that we're all kind of taught are like just this generic thing, like cows go moo. But I've heard cows make really crazy <laughs> sounds that sound yeah. like a, a monster's coming <laughs> after you, and it's like, what is that? Oh, it's a cow. Okay, great. That's I'll never venture there yeah. again. <laughs> cows huh? the cows got demons angel <laughs> speaking of animal sounds because 
my daughter now has so many books of different things that make sounds. And my my favorite thing that I've <laughs> learned recently is how in in movies, basically, the bald eagle that we hear in movies is not the sound a bald eagle makes. Mm-hmm. Whenever a bald eagle is on screen in a movie, it, it's uh, it's a hawk. Yep. <laughs> the the bald eagle does sounds um, very anticlimactic <laughs> when the bald eagle squeaks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, those are one of the many things that you hear or you find out when you look up like movie sounds. It's like what? It's propaganda. Like that one <laughs> bald scream, eagle propaganda. That, that one scream that everyone uses. Oh, the Wilhelm scream. Yep. Oh, whenever I hear it in a movie, I'm like. It, 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 it takes out me it. out of the movie because I hear the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yep. like, it never fits the situation. <laughs> I think it's just there for comical purposes now. Mm-hmm. My favorite scream is the Yarg scream. <laughs> Yarg. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. I think somebody mm-hmm. named it the some something Howl. I don't remember the guy's name. My my understanding of the Wilhelm scream is it has become a uh, audio editor's like. Easter egg, more so they like sneak yep. it into a movie just to have the Wilhelm scream in there. Yep. Maybe he heard Wilhelm out there in the forest. The 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 one the real Wilhelm. Wilhelm yeah, it's, it, the sound goes way back. His scream is is decades old. So back to the friggin' Nandy Bear here. Captain Hitchens also states that outside his camp, he found huge footprints. Four times as big as a man's, showing the imprint of three huge clawed toes with trefoil, or three-lobed, uh, marks like a lion's pad where the sole of the foot pressed down. But no lion, not even the giant nine feet four inches long, which fell to Getty Knanat, <laughs> my hunter at Yasure, ever boasted such a paw as that of the monster which had made that terrifying spore. So, friggin' Captain Hitchens, a a man with words here, who has brought his hunter, who felled a nine-foot-long lion, we have an unidentified roar and a paw print from Hickens. Is that good enough for you, Angel? Is that enough evidence to say it's not a bear? Because it's, it would, if it was a bear, it would be a bear mark in the ground. Bear bear footprint's pretty obvious. It would have been enough maybe except there are other accounts of this thing where somebody actually drew a paw print that they found which looks nothing like what's described instead of it having three uh what three clawed toes it had five all on the ends so it still doesn't look like an animal the claws were all on the ends (laughs) yeah i don't know if you've seen this diagram no How's that even work? What's in the What's in the middle? Just a void? <laughs> Let me see if I could. I'm gonna send you the link. But like yeah, a, it's like it's, a a face hugger from Aliens. It almost it, it yeah it, it kind of looks like that, but it's like toes. It's not like long fingers or anything like that. But yeah, that that's enough to tell me what if all these people have these different sketches. Of this thing, these doesn't. I don't know. I don't know what they're seeing. Did like a five-year-old draw this thing? <laughs> no idea. But yeah, it looks like a looks like a like a, 
a Bigfoot footprint almost. <laughs> almost, except that the the big toe isn't even like off to the, the side. All the toes are the same size. Yeah, it's weird. And it's three and a half feet wide. Or three and a half inches wide? Neither makes sense. <laughs> nope. Because if it's three and a half inches, that's a very small foot. <laughs> but for an like a animal that I'm thinking of, but three and a half feet wide is extremely large. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so none of these This just goes this just goes back to I that's not enough evidence for me. <laughs> you need you need more. Yeah, I mean you always think to yourself, what would Night Horse need in his detective abilities? And you say Night Horse needs more. <laughs> yep. Well hold on. Hold on to your conductor hat because we are returning to the steam whistle. This time actually on the train. Allegedly, a man by the name of G.W. Hicks, who is a train engineer, saw the beast. We are once again primed that because of his job, we have a truthful narrator. Is train engineer high in your list of inherently trustable people? I'm going to have to say no on that one. What? Uh, You think train engineers are liars? I don't think they're liars, but... Train engineers are known for seeing ghosts on tracks. And I don't know. I just kind of hard to believe. See, ghosts on tracks, the whole goddamn Abraham Lincoln death train on the tracks with its with its black crepe. I mean, I think the train conductor is also a ghost at that point. (laughs) On train. The whole train's a ghost. Still, I still can't wrap my head around that one. How can a ghost, a train be a ghost? I don't get it. There's things we don't know. Wow. I can't believe we don't trust train engineers. <laughs> I just, I'm guessing you I do. I thought because, because of your your history of, of train models, that my, you would my, you would have, have them close to your heart. My train enthusiasm does not extend to it's the I'm blinded to the engineer, by the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I love trains, but F the engineers. <laughs> They're the worst people in the world. <laughs> And you know this is this is completely unbiased. It's not like a train engineer like uh, screwed me over or did anything <laughs> like ruined my career as becoming a train engineer or anything like that. No, no, it's nothing like that at all. It's just that they're you know untrustworthy people, especially Jack. But anyway, <laughs> Jack Billingston. Anyway, um, continue. So G W states. At first I saw it nearly broadside on. It looked about as high as a lion with very shaggy long hair. It was short and thick set in the body and had a short neck and stumpy nose. It did not turn around. (laughs) It did not turn around to look at me, but lopped off. I could not at all think what animal it was. And it was only after that I realized that it was that it must be the strange beast of which we have all heard. Is this not a classic bad eyewitness account? He later attributes what he couldn't identify to something that is of great notoriety already. Or am I being too harsh on this poor train conductor angel? No, not at all. It's, it's exactly what I suspected. It, it's what you said earlier. It's you see something, you don't know what it is. You default to Nandy Bear. 
Right? <laughs> See something in the sky, you default to UAP. Or possibly Nandy Bear. <laughs> he could be in the sky now. Based on his description, what do you think he saw? A lion? <laughs> With shaggy hair. <laughs> Maybe it had a really big mane. That went far back. I don't or it was an Andy Bear. I don't know. <laughs> let's let's switch our focus to where the Nandy Bear went before this becomes three separate eight-hour-long episodes. For the most part, reports of the entity have mostly stopped in the last 30 years. But what the heck could this thing be? The Boy's Life article, which again was written in the 1960s, states, What could the Nandy Bear be? As men have struggled to identify it over the last 50 years, they have called it a huge hyena, a lion, a leopard, a honey badger, a baboon, a gorilla, and an aardvark, which the article also refers to as an earth pig. And I don't know how I feel about that term. <laughs> have you ever heard of an earth pig? That implies space pigs. <laughs> well, actually, uh, an earth pig is the... You have earth pigs and then you have the heavenly pigs. So those are the, the gods. The pig peoples. The pig <laughs> people and the earth pigs are their... Um, like their... Con conduits or... <laughs> they're like messiahs. They're messengers. <laughs> yes. They're the ones that spread the pig gospel. <laughs> they're the mouths of the, the heaven pigs. <laughs> it's getting close, man. Those, That's those an aardvark. <laughs> Those pigs, aardvark is like a kind of pig, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they're the earth pigs. They got drawn into the, the Nephilim battle, apparently. Who would have thought the aardvark? They're like spies out there in the forest. <laughs> it's, it's it's what uh, the the pig gods created an anim animatronic pig, and that's what it ended up being, an aardvark. aardvark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's the, the, the aardvark cartoon character? Arthur? Um, Arthur. <laughs> Arthur's it's propaganda. <laughs> Arthur Arthur has clenches um, his fist. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the original Arthur artwork, but he has decidedly become less and less Ardvarky. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> What's Maybe the It's a, it's 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 they're trying to depict how the they people will change. Mm -hmm. Once they assimilate. <laughs> oh, boy. Other arguments that are that it is a calicothere, a long, distinct, horse-like animal with claws. What a creature. The interesting thing is that there are stories relating sightings to the Nandy Bear that are wildly different. I, I don't know how someone confuses hyenas with a gorilla. I, don't, I do not know how that happens. I have no idea... How any of this happens and how such wildly different animals can be attributed to the same overall entity. What do you think of of the overall wildly different animals that the nanny bear could be? Well, this is this is where it gets weird because when I was doing my research, there was descriptions of the nanny bear as as we've heard, like hyena like. But then there have been other terms that maybe some specifically coming from the tribes or the people that are living in that area of Africa. Some say that it was ape-like. 
I found an article that says that the Nandi bear is is Africa's Bigfoot. So I'm like, what? Like what? Yeah. And um the wiki article says that the Nandi bear is it's definitive. It says it is also known as Chemosit, and then it lists some other ones. But when I look up Chemosit, the first one I find is a bird creature that's supposed to be a demon. So it ranges from this hyena-like furry creature that could possibly be real to this demon bird thing. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I can think of is that this thing's a shapeshifter. <laughs> as as you're explaining it, uh, this crossed my mind. I think it, uh, it could boil down to a um, oversimplification of African culture, of there being so many different tribes and so many different uh, representations of, uh, of creatures that the people of the time, the white people of the time were just like, uh, it's a nandy bear. <laughs> like, that sounds like a nandy bear. And yeah, they... <laughs> it just over time got melded into this singular creature. Yeah, it could be. It could be the case that they just asked a bunch of different people who have different beliefs, different cultural. Uh, you know, maybe it, uh, to an outsider, they all seem the same, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, they're they're describing this bird thing. They're describing this animal thing. It's it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds the same, the same to me. <laughs> it's the same thing because you know, all of Africa is a monolith. Mm -hmm. Just like uh, North America. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're Indians, right? Yep. <laughs> Does the insanely different characteristics of these animals lend itself more to the possibility of this being a true unidentified animal, or more that people attribute an encounter to something unidentified to them as the Nandy Bear? So, do we have a true like? Uh, no one has no scientific inquiry has ever occurred with this animal. We truly do not know what it is, and it's really out there. Or is it more of people see something they don't know what it is being swept into the shadow? They just say, "Oh, I just saw the nanny bear." I think it's definitely that because I think if you did, if I see something that goes into the shadows where I'm at. Because it's not Africa, I can't say it's the Nandi bear, right? So you're gonna say it, Bigfoot or, or something, right? <laughs> so yeah, I think you're gonna say aliens. <laughs> so if you're in Africa and you see some, I guess East Africa specifically, mm -hmm. I guess that could be Egypt even. <laughs> yeah. If you if you see something that's just out of the corner of your eye and you look and it's gone, you're like, oh, it's got to be the Nandi bear. Like, come on, that's absurd. <laughs> I'm picturing the Nandi bear running up the pyramids of Giza. <laughs> People pointing, it's the Nandi bear. <laughs> there is a video I watched on this as well. And I thought it was interesting because the guy narrating was listing all the animals that it may have been misidentified as. And he was explaining away why it's not that, why it's not a hyena, why it's not an ape, why it's mm. not a honey badger. And, one of, his, one of his reasons was, uh, I forget which animal he was on, that he was like, just, it's obvious, you can't mistake this thing. It's an obvious whatever, right? You can't misidentify this thing. That's why this isn't the Nandi Bear. But I'm like, 
people have misidentified cranes. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. The crane owls, <laughs> the owls, owls, Angel. <laughs> they, they, I was at the I was at the aquarium a few weeks ago, and they have an exhibit with the chameleons on there, and it, on the top it says a chameleon on there, and this guy's next to me, and he's talking to his daughter, and he says, "Look at that lizard. I, I think that's an iguana." <laughs> I'm like, Jesus! What? He he failed his uh, <laughs> perception check there. He, that, and, it was and, bad. And this is and this is how things like the nanny bear exist because people don't <laughs> don't pay attention or whatever. I think I think that's a really long frog. I think it's a a, a four foot long frog. Its eyes look weird. I think that's some mis- uh, misshapen. Maybe it was had some birth defects or something. Get this angel, mega author and researcher extraordinaire, Dr. Carl Shooker of <laughs> of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Fame, uh, who we often mention on this show, has a wildly long article about the nanny bear on his nature blog, which details this wild story of this man who shot what he claimed was the nanny bear while en route to save his wife and kids from the drunk cook wielding a knife in their house. The guy was like, I have to go save my wife, but this goddamn nanny bear ran out in front of the car. I gotta shoot this bastard. It's wild and worth a read, in my opinion. You have have like 30 to 45 minutes to read it all because the article's like a small book. Eventually, (laughs) Shooker concludes it was a spotted hyena. Would... You stop en route to save your family from danger if a cryptid ran out in front of you and deal with killing the cryptid and be like, nah, the family can wait. They got that handled. I got to kill this nandy bear. (laughs) I don't know what would possess anybody to just stop and do something else while their family or their life is in danger. His wife called him and said, he has a knife. (laughs) He rushes from this party. Oh, hold on, honey. I'm coming. Wait a minute. There's an Andy bear. Sorry. I'm going to take care of this for a second. Just so, uh, keep that guy from stabbing you for a few more minutes, please. I mean, it, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to kill the Nandy bear. There are two of them. He killed one. The other ran off into the shadows. Did he have proof of it? He did. He. Uh, so the story goes that he ends up sending the pelt to Lewis Leakey of uh, anthropological fame. And he, uh, Leakey Shooker claims, misidentifies the fur, the taxonomy of the fur. And uh, it escapes me now what, what Leakey thought it was. No, Leakey, I think, went down the calciothery theory of it being that huge, ancient horse-like creature with claws. Mm-hmm. Um, but he... Uh, the actual fur that he looked at, he Shooker claims he misidentified it, and it it actually was a spotted hyena fur, uh, if I remember correctly from that extremely long article. <laughs> but he had the time to kill it and put it into his truck and like <laughs> then go save his wife from the drunk cook with a knife. <laughs> so it all worked out. <laughs> One thing that caught my eye about the theories was two different sources just flat out having definitive answers as to what the nandy bear is it blew me away volume 128 of the 1984 issue 
Proceedings of the American Philosophical Society, a publication I know you talk highly of, Angel, it states plainly, the African Nandi bear, for example, has been found to be a honey badger. <laughs> Kinda <laughs> anticlimactic after all this. That honey bears are just apparently running wild, running roughshod in Eastern Africa. With that honey bear or honey badger reveal in mind, though, the 1905 compilation entitled, get this, Special Guides Number One, a guide to an exhibition of old natural history books illustrating the origin and progress of the study of natural history to the time of Linnaeus, which, my lord, that is a mouthful of a title, it just tosses this out. The so-called Nandi Bear of East Africa reports the existence of which have been numerous during the last 20 years has recently been proved to have been nothing more than a spotted hyena. <laughs> so it is definitely a hyena and a honey badger. How? So I'm reminded of an X-Files episode. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that um, it was kind of like a parody on cops. So they, they filmed it in that style. Oh, of following uh, Mulder and Scully. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they were... that one. It was... The way I think it was, they were, it was cops being filmed, and then Mulder and Scully show up, and they're like, "What? What's yes. all this?" Can-? Yep, yeah, yep. and so the episode was about a series of people getting attacked by something, and one person saw a werewolf attack them, and then somebody else gets attacked, and they said it was Freddy Krueger, and then something else happens and uh, and people keep getting attacked but every time it's something different and it's Mulder who who finally says I think this is fear this thing feeds off of fear and whatever you're most afraid of is what you see mm-hmm. and it and I think it goes away by by the morning or something it's like it only does it at night but um isn't that just Freddy Krueger though <laughs> like he, doesn't he live off fear well he <laughs> lives like, off uh, your dreams like, yeah. you have to be asleep for but that. but but they have to like keep talking about him to bring him back <laughs> if everyone just forgets Freddy he loses his power yeah that too it's it's a twofer <laughs> you need to remember him and then dream about him <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a simple thing and yet people still do it like just forget about him and then he won't come back guys come on and you gotta get the dream warriors to fight them. <laughs> and even then, that doesn't like what comes from that? Nothing. They all die. <laughs> hey, I just remember in the Dream Warriors movie, there's a guy in a wheelchair, and he says, "In my dreams, I can walk." And that's all I remember about that movie. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> anyway, what was I talking? Oh yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, I think this is this thing where. What they see what they want to see essentially. So they saw a, a a dead hyena and said, "This is this is the thing, the Nandi bear." And then somebody else sees a honey badger, a dead honey badger. You know, years later, and says, "This is the Nandi bear." I mean, what was it? Nineteen eighty-five versus nineteen oh five? Like it's huge, huge span of time there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one is closer to your to your birthday than the other. <laughs> And I'm not going to say which one, <laughs> but I'm going to hint towards special guides. Um, so we have conflicting definitive statements here. I don't know how that happens. But what interests me is that the second statement about it being a spotted hyena was, of course, published in 1905. 
and mentions that reports of the nanny bear go back 20 years, yet Joffrey Williams is credited with first encountering it in 1905, the same year that was published. (laughs) Angel, the timelines are wonky. They're wonky. What do you think about this statement that it had actually been well reported on since at least the 1880s during Reconstruction America? We got Nandy Bear exploits and then Mr. Williams gets the first true experience in 1905. Well, was it it that they were getting reported or was it just that the locals knew about the thing and they said yeah this we've been seeing this for years mm-hmm. well if it's well reported i'm assuming that means they see themselves as more important so well reported to america or european publications so then that means that the 1800s newspapers were double lying because there mm-hmm. were no reports huh. of this thing in any <laughs> of those mean, times. Well, was, I think I didn't search Library of Congress to look for Nandy Bear articles. <laughs> Could be well, 1800s Nandy But I'm articles. assuming, <laughs> according to the internet, everyone talks about Jeffrey uh, or Joffrey in the 1905 thing. So yeah, why, I'm, why should I I'm doubt sure them? <laughs> I'm sure it's Jeffrey, but I, I see with a G I'm saying it's Joffrey. Because <laughs> it makes him sound more idiotic to be named Joffrey. <laughs> I just, I just want, I want one day to be one of those people that can just claim something, even though it's been claimed before, and then I get the credit for it. You know, mm-hmm. you just have to find that that one true occupation that be, that makes you the truthful narrator that everybody <laughs> trusts. <laughs> Apparently, explorer is the one. <laughs> just a regular explorer here, not not a train engineer. No, no, no none of that. No, <laughs> that's that's my that's my hobby. My true uh, uh, job is explorer. <laughs> Do you have any theories as to what the Nandy Bear was or is? Do I? Well, let me tell you. you, got, you I hope you're sitting down for this one. <laughs> let me get a new uh, chair. <laughs> you get up and then I'm going to fall off this one. <laughs> now, I may have hinted previously that this thing could possibly shapeshift i have not implied until right now that it's possibly immortal or long living it's been described as a creature or hyena like but i think it is more humanoid i think it is a wild man an immortal wild man who was (laughs) who has to continuously change locations so that he doesn't get found out Right, so he's in isn't, Africa. Isn't that time. just the the guy in Florida <laughs> that so, killed Ar- that killed so, armadillos? Yes, damn it, I was getting to that. Who to me? It's the Nandy Bear <laughs> eating all his armadillos, his piggies, the little piggies. He because he thought you know they kind of look like aardvarks. <laughs> did call them little piggies. <laughs> what pigs has he seen? He's in Africa piggy. in the 1900s. He sees aardvarks. He's like, oh, these things look like little pigs. And then he goes to uh, Florida goes, uh, years later and sees armadillos. Like, hey, these things look similar, too. And starts eating them. With his, he, he kills them with like a pipe, I think. He's got his trusty pipe. <laughs> yep. So mystery solved, folks. Nandy Bear, who's who made? Same immortal creature. 
Oh boy, he kept breaking into people's houses. <laughs> was the issue? Was if he, he didn't was, do that, he, he would have been fine. He was stealing from. Yeah, I I, I had I, I, drew, I picked um, found an article just to remind myself of stuff, and and they're like, it was like I think the the sheriff or something was saying. The problem, some people keep saying that, just leave him, let him be, li- let him live there. And the problem is that he's stealing from people. <laughs> just let him be, but lock your goddamn doors, people. <laughs> you're, you're, you're causing him to come in like a bear looking for a bun at the zoo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put locks on your garbage so Utu Mate doesn't come back. Oh, Hutu May is going to become the next boogeyman name. I I will make <laughs> oh, it so. <laughs> Watch out, kids. Hutu May is coming after you. Yeah, lock your doors. Keep your uh, keep your armadillos inside. <laughs> Get them, so keep them little piggies. <laughs> you know, let's move on to the the rubric of power. <laughs> I don't know how it works exactly. We'll figure it <laughs> out as we go. The first one is powers of the Nandy Bear. What do you rank the powers of the Nandy Bear? Okay, this is this might be a little controversial here. <laughs> I think the whole thing's gonna be controversial. <laughs> so, based on what I researched and <laughs> that, all the that diff- is who to me <laughs> <laughs> the different possibilities, it's been known to apparently kill and eat people, possibly children, or feast on their flesh. At least as people tell the story, it could be a, a, a demon with a bird creature thing. <laughs> Specifically, a half- lead that it could be a demon. <laughs> Specifically, half man, half bird. It's a bird man now? <laughs> it stands on a single leg and has nine butts. Why is it flamingo standing? I don't Why is know. That, like nine butts, like nine individual butt cheeks. Or are we talking eighteen butt cheeks? That I don't know. <laughs> I just that's don't. A, that's, that angel, that's that's a dump truck. <laughs> this this is the one thing I don't understand about this whole thing. Why the the Wikipedia article says. That it's Nandy Bear and Kimosit are the same thing, where this other article says Kimosit is this half bat bird, half man thing. I don't understand why they're being lumped together. I implore the Wikipedia editors to change this right now, or at least when they hear this. And I know they will hear this. <laughs> I'll make it happen. But until then, the Kimosit is a demon and is also an Andy Bear, and therefore. It's uh, shape-shifting possibilities and can kill and eat people. I gave it powers three. <laughs> now I'm just uh, thinking of that. Uh, the first guy that is credited with seeing it in 1905 thinks it's a bear. And it's actually got 18 butt cheeks as it turns around and he shoots at it. And he says, this is normal. That's a that's a bear like at the zoo. <laughs> Like a bear at the zoo. I mean, he, I mean you don't see just the sitting bit. on all eighteen butt cheeks. <laughs> so weird. Why does it have so many butt cheeks? 
Because it's a demon. What's it do with them all? <laughs> Poops out of them. All at once? Like, <laughs> why is why is more anuses better than one? Well, if you if you had the cat butt activity and coloring book, you might know. And and enjoy the the wonderful things you can do with that coloring book. You gave it a three. <laughs> so the the best to my understanding, it's not a demon. Uh, it just seems to be an animal with no supernatural or paranormal abilities. It is said to be a man killer. I saw that people claim to have found people who were killed by it, and their heads were crushed. <laughs> just stomped on their heads. Yep. There was no indication that the people were eaten. They were just killed. So it seems it just murders for the fun of it. I don't know what it eats. It just kills. Kills and moves on to eat berries or something. I I, I, I liken this to a, a natural animal, a natural unidentified animal. I give it the powers of a one. How about then? Oh, I had actually something else I had to say. So... Rewind. I did see that the Nandy Bear loves to hide in trees on low limbs, just like you do, Angel, so that if you walk under it, it will swipe at you with its claws. And I pictured you being in a tree or swiping at people. And basically, it basically scalps you. So that's kind of scary to be walking and then a claw claw hits you in your head and takes off the top part of your skull <laughs> but i mean that's pretty much the only unique thing i saw uh there seems to be enough power for it to cause locals to be deathly afraid of the creature uh, as it was reflected a lot in the writings that i saw in it so i i i landed on a one for powers how about then the detectability of nanny bear most of the sightings have been re- were reported. What I guess 1905 was the first supposed allegedly. Unless allegedly, you <laughs> read the book that says for 20 years it's been around. Um, and then they kind of just dropped off, not mm-hmm. that long after. So I think it's a small window of time in, in in history that people were seeing this thing. I feel like this was almost like a a European trend, a fashion thing, you know, like, you know how people started wearing feathers in their hats and that became a thing and Mm -hmm. then that quickly died out. I think seeing the Nandy Bear was one of those. Like, oh, I saw it too. (laughs) I just wanted to be keeping up with the Joneses was the Nandy Bear. (laughs) So I think because these sightings were... Even the sightings themselves were few. I gave this detectability. I think I screwed up this. A seven. <laughs> the higher number is the better one. <laughs> Hold on. Did you give it a, a, a four? The thing that you kept always said you never would until you finally did. No, no, it was it was I I, I had I had it all backwards. So for detectability, I gave it. Uh, a 2.15. Good thing for that extra 15. <laughs> yes. It's going to help it. Very succinct score. Uh, you know, it, it is weird. Lots of people knew of the creature, but they 
they just could never really find it when they were looking for it, it seems. There there never seemed to be anything attributing it exceptionally well stealth abilities. So I would think that there is just a very, maybe a very small population of the creature uh, would explain the very rare sightings. But I suppose the, the ultimate question we posed the last few episodes, is it the Nandy Bear or a Nandy Bear? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would expect a Nandy Bear. I never saw any indica- indication that it was the Nandy Bear. However, since there's been only those few sightings, could that mean that that was a the situation instead of an know. uh? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's I landed now, and now there's no more. That's why no one's reporting on it. Yeah. <laughs> I landed on a two for detectability, so not too far off. How about then the lore or mystique of the neighbor? So I think this is interesting because I feel like this is a unique one because it has so many different descriptions. You know, you have the, it looks maybe like a bear or a hyena or some sort of ape or maybe a honey badger. Uh, Or maybe it's this half half bird, half man creature thing. (laughs) Maybe it's a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I gave, I, I think that that, that was enough to get, make me give it a 2.5. Not too bad. I I found a story that states there is only one account that I know of in which the animal has been killed. And it's not in reference to the Lewis Leakey friend who had the cook attacking his wife with a knife. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that comes from the Mariquet district. It is said that at one time, one of the anim- one of these animals was so bad that great preparations were made to kill it and at last it was killed by a party of men who put a dummy man in the doorway of a hut and sat inside and waited until the animal came and tried to take the dummy it was then shot with arrows this comes from the journal of the east africa natural history society from 1911 and also refers to the nandy bear by the name of chimasat and states this the strongest point in favor of there being such an animal is that it has a native name and appears to well uh, appears to um, be well known amongst the Nandi. So it is a history in the area. So I don't know if it is real or not. Nandi being, of course, the tribe of that area. I don't think we have mentioned that at all. <laughs> but that's where the, the name comes from of Nandi Bear. Uh, so with that lore... I said a lot, but I gave it a one. <laughs> How about then the cunning of the neighbor? All right. This might be a bit controversial. <laughs> no. Is this thing like... A, Not at uh, all. This, human... Well, man like... Uh, man... Uh, man bird. Man bird, sure. But I, I, there's not enough... Even on the man bird thing... Other than hunting children and being a demon, <laughs> I think most of the the. But I mean, hunting children could just be the easiest prey. So is that more? That's not really cunning. That's just <laughs> existence. <laughs> it just lures them in with candy. I mean, come on. He's got he's uh, got pants candy that he throws out to, to the children. Yeah, it's there's the thing is. 
about this is that we don't know much about this creature. We, all we hear is about people spotting it and maybe possibly shooting at it. And the few instances where we do have a dead animal, it's it's a hyena or a honey badger, mm-hmm. as, as proven definitively by those two writings. So we don't know anything about what the motives of this animal are, if it even is an animal. I think just to kill. <laughs> it's just lives to kill. It's just in a blood rage constantly. <laughs> It's rage in in animal form. Intelligence, cunning. I I gave it a one. It's an animal, uh, and people fooled one with a dummy in a doorway, and then shot <laughs> it with arrows to death. So, I gave it a point five in cunning. So finally, the pop culture of the number. The f- funny thing about this is that. I for sure thought that the Nandy Bear would not have any pop culture uh, influence anywhere because It'd just be void of existing. Yeah, it's just because it's it's not that well known of a cryptid of any you know it's not the most talked about, and yet it apparently appears in in as a monster in the fighting fantasy game book series. Fighting fantasy? Yeah. Game book? What's yeah. Like a, a tabletop RPG, I assume. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, they're like RPGs, but they're in book form. So they'll say like, you know, you cre- create your character based on these stats that they provide. And then go to this page and start your adventure. And it's so almost like, like a choose your own adventure It's book? almost like a choose your own adventure, but you also get to roll dice to fight and that kind of stuff. And it'll tell you, like, oh, you're in this page. You're fighting this person. Roll the dice and see how many, you know, you start fighting. It's, it's you know, it's like self-contained little thing. I think I saw somewhere else, I don't remember where, that there's a Nandy Bear in another, an actual uh, tabletop RPG. I think Pathfinder. Yes, that's the one. Stories also contain them. These stories are kind of, like, the dated kind like there's this tarzan comic has an andy bear from the 60s i didn't even know there was a tarzan comic (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah most of the pop culture mentions are from that time period the 50s and 60s so i think even then like nandy bear kind of drifted off of the he drifted into the shadows one last time yeah um it would have gotten a one from me, but <laughs> I feel as if this thing was also influenced by the Nandy Bear. I don't have any definitive proof, but back where I am from, Florida, South Florida, there was this Chuck E. Cheese-like place <laughs> that was called Dandy Bear. It's defunct now, but... Dandy Bear was a place you would take your kids to have a dandy old time, I guess. And I guess there's a bear. I don't know. I've never been. I didn't know what it was. Other than the commercials with the sad little girl wanting, telling her parents, take me to Dandy Bear, please, because my life depends on it. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but, you know, it kind of rhymes with Nandy. I feel like somebody heard Nandy and said, let's call it Dandy. dandy. And that was but, it. But when you saw those commercials, did you say, Mama, Papa? 
bring me to Dandy Bear. <laughs> you, you know what? I did. I did want to go to Dandy Bear. I said I want to go to Dandy Bear. Never went. They never took. Me. And they just said, "Shut up, eat these hot dogs." <laughs> and that's how I came to love Frank's. <laughs> anyway, because of that, I added a point five to my score. <laughs> So no, it's a 1.5. Uh, so the as I <laughs> made a weird noise there. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> well, the, first, the first thing that came to mind uh, as, as I was going to the, through this entire thing, um, and this is in no way impacted in pop culture because this event happened in the 1700s in France. Uh, but it was the Beast of Gavendan, uh, which was referred to as a hyena or wolf-dog hybrid that ravaged the area because, you know, France was having hella wolf issues throughout its history. Um, <laughs> yeah. The There's a movie, Brotherhood of the Wolf, that uh, ties into the Beast of Gavendan, and uh, it's this huge beast covered in armor running amok and it's a great movie i will not spoil what the actual beast is in that movie highly suggest you watch it it's a great film but i'd love to see something similar with the nandy bear i think it's a type of creature that would make for a decent creature feature-esque movie of of this bear just running amok i'm now actually don't know what the name of the movie is but it's a newer movie that's coming out it might already be out it has uh Eldrisaiba I think his name is he's out with his kids on in Africa and their jeep crashes and then they start getting attacked by lions yep I think that should be the Nandy Bear (laughs) they should scrap that movie now replace all the CGI lions with Nandy Bears you got yourself a Nandy Bear movie I haven't seen the movie, but I saw the trailer, and I see him fighting off a lion. I'm like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> like, how do, you expect, how do you expect me to believe? He's punching a lion in the face and somehow getting away with it. <laughs> Come hey, on. I saw a video of a guy, I think in Florida, with like a iron, or not an iron, but a, a freaking skillet. Walking out to his backyard, and he whacks an alligator in the head with the skillet, and the alligator runs away. So I'm going to believe Idris can uppercut a lion. That's believable to me. I can't. No way. My belief has been suspended, and I'm here for the ride. Actually, I'm just going to watch the movie and just assume they're all nandy bears. I can't identify this weird cat-like creature. It must be a nandy <laughs> what bear. What are these? I hope there's dialogue of the girls in the back, like online or something, looking at things, and it's like they they see stories of the nandy bear, and they say, "Papa, it's the nandy bear out there." And he says, uh, "Screw this!" And he punches the nandy bear. I don't know. If it can bleed, <laughs> no, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Uh, what accent was that? <laughs> I was trying to remember the line so I couldn't f- focus on the accent. <laughs> uh, I forgot to say when you're talking about your leprechaun, <laughs> um, when you're t- capturing it, what does the leprechaun say? Oh, shiver me timbers, matey. 
<laughs> Let me go. One of those rare pirate le- <laughs> pirate cons. You never think about the pirate leprechauns, man. They're out there <laughs> with their tiny ships. Um, <laughs> tiny ships of gold. <laughs> the ships. The ships are made of gold. How does it sail? <laughs> with rainbow magic. <laughs> it would sink. <laughs> the leprechaun, their magic, they can't sink. So, impact on pop culture. I gave this a point five. <laughs> uh, so, what did you add up to for the Nandy Bear? I surprisingly got a ten point fifteen. How? How? I landed on a five for the Nandy Bear. Jesus. That's gonna be a five something. Uh, so we arrive at a score for the Nandy Bear Angel, all 18 butt cheeks at 17. I'm 17. A 7. A 7.575. <laughs> 7. Hey, that's almost uh, that number. <laughs> Can you believe? <laughs> This thing did better than the Lake Champlain monster. <laughs> Champy. Uh, I can't believe because I have no memory of <laughs> the score that Champy received. Champy's getting beat down. So, are you going to say the line? What line? I mean, it's, it's been a while, but I mean, it's it's. It's pretty iconic now. You say it after each creature is ranked. You are you serious? You can't remember? No. You always say the cryptid's name, and then you say you just got cracked. <laughs> it's been so long. I've been erased from my memory. This this thing I did, but. I guess I guess I'll start now. Nandy Bear, you just been cracked. No, you just got cracked. Oh, okay. Let me get it right this time. Nandy Bear, you just got cracked. That's why that's why our show is called Crack Encrypted. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been in the name all along, Angel. You don't remember? Anyway. Hibernation really did you in. Yeah, let's let's just um, ask our curiosity to to not listen to any previous episodes because they they can trust us. I, I mean, I may have mistakenly edited those lines out for the past few years. Well, you did have that one segment where you cut you called it the cut this segment segment. And any curiosity would know this if they follow us on Twitter. Actually, now I know. I remember now. You delivered the line so poorly. I was like, I'm getting this shit out of here. (laughs) It was all on purpose. (laughs) You tanked the scene on purpose? Oh, wow. (laughs) Drama queen over here. On set. (laughs) He's going to go back to his trailer now. 
see you when I'm appreciated, guys. <laughs> Need to get your your earth juice. Your fresh earth juice. <laughs> or is it, don't I have like earth gummies now or something? Gummy. Uh, they were squirters. <laughs> No, they were earth gushers, and then you got sued by Betty Cracker, I would think you would remember, and then you changed them to, I don't remember. Mouth explosions? Oh. Yeah, I can't remember. I I tanked that business, too. Now you're just smacking tables. We just end the episode. Just end the episode on on the table smack. Back to what I was saying. If you followed us on Twitter, you would know that fact about... What was that fact? It doesn't matter. If you don't follow us on Twitter, it's at Cracking Curios. If you don't follow us on Twitter because you don't have a Twitter account, what are you waiting for? Sign up. I know, I know. The the internet overlords are trying to take over and trying to get all of your information. Believe me, just, just use a fake account. It's not going to cost you a thing. All we need is more followers, and you curiosities are the best kind of followers. So we mm-hmm. need your support by having you guys follow us and then tweet at us. Any questions? Perhaps we said something uh, wrong. Offensive. Our, <laughs> and offensive on our show, and you can give us a piece of your mind or something. And, and, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll invite you on the show. It's crazy. We're crazy like that. And uh, make sure to include a hashtag crack cryptids. Hashtag. That is the number sign. Um, possibly the Oxothorpe for those of you who are older generation. And um, Showing your age there. <laughs> and uh, what else is that known as? <laughs> I can't think right now. It's Pound? Pound. Yes, that one. All of those are for the older generations. So I went three generations deep, I think. While it, you're, I mean, it, it, it was worth it. I <laughs> mean, that was. <laughs> well, while you're on Twitter, go ahead and saunter your way onto Instagram and follow us on there, too. What's that? You don't have an Instagram account? Yes, I know. Meta is the worst. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, I don't do the meta thing either but i have an instagram account too well we do so it's at cracking cryptids and uh you know you what i ha- hate about instagram <laughs> what's that it's that if you don't have an account and you try to look at something at instagram it doesn't show you the goddamn thing yep that's right <laughs> that's that's bogus it is bogus that's why you have to sign up so you can see all of our content there's so much content heavy on the social medias if you can't tell i'm joking well uh during your hibernation your internet went out so that is true that's what happened and my voice changed for some reason good thing it it went back to normal during the time of this episode though now most importantly if you're still not convinced to sign up to twitter still not convinced to sign up for instagram you can wait there's more you can still reach us by email, the oldest fashioned techno, the oldest modern technology that is currently available to at your fingertips. You don't have to sign up for anything unless you don't have an email account. So I'm just 
asking you, how are you listening to this if you don't have an email account? Everyone's got an email account. Come on. They give them up for free. Especially Gmail. I know. The Alphabet Company. Whatever. <laughs> then Listen. Go, go Hotmail. <laughs> Listen. Who owns that? Microsoft? I don't know. <laughs> there are plenty of email accounts you can get, even if it's a throwaway, just to send us a message to say we're awesome or we're the worst. And you can send that message to cracking cryptids and curios, all complete words, at gmail.com. You can listen to us on any of your favorite podcast hosting uh, platforms. I'm sure there's a few that we're not on, but those don't matter anyway. As always, we're running on fumes. Until next time, curiosities. Oh, that was it? <laughs> we're running on fumes. <laughs> <laughs> This has been an I am actually traveling back into time production.